Welcome back, boys and girls, to Pick Your Poison Week 9, coming in hot. Only a couple weeks left. Week 8? Week 8? I think I said Week 8 last week. I think it's now Week 8, officially, with two weeks left in the college football slate after this one. You're so far down the rabbit hole being wrong on what week it is, I can't even correct you anymore. It's electric. It's, you, the, it's the favorite. You've incepted my brain. Also, electric intro song right there. That I was an add. absolute banger. We had to switch it up. Terrible week last week for the Pick Your Poison gang. I was five and seven. I uh, had, a, I think, lost like three and a half units because of some double unit losers. Pullman was even worse than I was. We've been riding the Vin Diesel train. He's treated us right for like five weeks in a row. Vin Diesel, you rode us to plenty of wins, plenty of units. We're going to change it up, give it some Baccarat on it, some some baby on it, and it's it's going to take us to new levels. We're flipping this so that way we could bring back Vin Diesel in a retro way yes. to get us back some more winners later on. Well, I know this song will deliver us some winners, though, because it's fresh, it's new, it's a, it's a good vibe. It's so- hot. It's hot in the streets. So we are back, like I said. Tough week last week. I will say Kentucky allowing 37 points or 35 points to Vanderbilt really started the day off all wrong. That incepted When they were brain. three units away from covering. It was- yeah, that was a huge play. That was a big play. You know, I, I had a couple units on that. Just to start the day, that was, that was rough. They should have... They came out and blitzed them. I think they were up twenty-one nothing within the first quarter. They stormed back. That was gross. The red bandana game. I had it at thirteen and a half. They ended at fourteen. That was hand up. Bad gambling there. I should have bought the half point to get it to fourteen. Football number to at least push. But that was another team. So it was close all over the board. Just didn't fall our way this week. I don't know, Pullman. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sad for the Arkansas uh, followers out there with me. We've been undefeated against the spread. And with the money lines, well, big cash cow for us this year. Sad to see them lose to the, against the spread for the first time this year. But, uh, you know, there's there's some adversary, adversary with uh, coaches being out. Some so. what? Adversity. Adversity. Thank you. Sorry. You know, I sometimes forget how to speak when I have a bad week. But <laughs> it happens. And I'm speaking now. So that means, really, we're going to go into a great week. Also, I lost two units on my master's picks. But... Not a golf guy. I mean, hand up, not a golf guy. If you trust my picks when I say Xander Shoffley is plus 4,500 when I mistook Xander Shoffley for Scotty Scheffler, you know, that's probably on you. You shouldn't probably trust a guy to give you picks for the Masters when he's throwing out random odds for to people be that fair, don't make any sense. To be fair, both frat stars, so I will give you the benefit of the doubt there. Can we let this play for a second? This is Just soothing. Enjoy this pick your poison and welcome. Fathers and sons. Green grasses. Not daughters and wives, because you're not invited. Absolutely not. Pine straw and pin-seeking. The Masters. Where it's a boring tournament. We wish we could have had the Alabama-LSU game to lead into. All right. So that's it from last week. Rough week, but we are back this week to give to bounce back. I love the board this week. Love the board. Love the board. I, I think I... So I only tweeted out, like... I think like 10 picks last week, or I guess Only. 12 picks. I, I'm back on my bullshit to my double card. I need to pick more games, I think. I think that's where I went wrong is I didn't pick enough games. So I'm back on my bullshit. I can't even screenshot my whole card right now because of how many picks I have. So I think that's where I went wrong. Also, you never, you never tail. Like if a guy is too hot in gambling, you always get a little weird. You're like, ah, this guy is so incredibly hot. I, this cannot last for into perpetuity. If there's a really bad gambler, he went like 0-10 in a week, you hop on that train immediately because those the water always finds its level there. So bad week last week. We will be back this week giving picks here in a little bit. Pullman, let's get right into some of our 
Topical Poison. What you got for us? Yeah, uh, my Topical Poison this week goes to Natagata. Shout out to Pope, uh, Pope Francis. He's horny as hell. Yeah, Pope, Pope Francis is horny. Pope Francis is going through on Insta and liking booty pics from uh, OnlyFans stars, uh, Natagata herself. Got caught in the act with on her por- uh, profile saying at you know, Pope Francis like the tweet or like post itself, which mm. leads you to think, what are they doing at the Vatican right now? Well, you know, the Vatican has never really shied away from scandal or you know liking certain things that they probably should avoid. She is. I want to clarify this. Of age, of course, to to have an account, but. She is in a Catholic school girl's uniform. Mm, that that is probably so. That leads you to think that. So my original thought was no way Pope Francis even has. So you don't even know what Instagram is. He's not scrolling through. There's no way he could be liking booty pics. But I don't know. You never know. I mean, he probably doesn't run this account. But who the hell knows what's happening here? Hey, Jesus ran with prostitutes. Why can't the Pope run with uh, porn stars? Very true. Now this is this is a little rough waters for me here with my saints and my Catholicism and my Red Sox fandom. So. This is a little bit touchy subject here. I don't want to get too far down a Look, rabbit hole. Look, you can't touch this, but as a Protestant, I will poke this a lot. Yeah, you will the, poke this a lot. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our topical poison. We'll get in, straight into sorry, not sorry. I'll go first. Sorry, not sorry. Bryson, as I said, big golf guy here. Not really, but big golf guy. Bryson, oh, what did you say? Uh, your, your par at the Masters was a 67. You were piping drives over the fairway bunkers. You were driving at 360, 345 carrying. No, no, no. You sucked on Masters weekend. We everyone that was really what brought America together. Tiger did well the first couple of days, brought America together. But the whole weekend, people were just coming together, lolling at Bryson, searching for his ball like ten bushes away past the green. How about him saying, "I have a belly ache." Yeah, and dude, no shit. You're drinking seven protein shakes a day. Yeah, you had three protein shakes before seven a.m. A dozen eggs. Yeah, yeah, you haven't drank an ounce of water, and you've had like a hundred grams of protein. What do you think is gonna happen? Like. Uh, he probably saw some ants, too, out there that freaked him out a little oh, bit. Oh, Lord. That, that, sorry, not sorry, Bryson. Uh, my sorry, not sorry goes to Nilla, Kaylin's dog and Boomer's dog. She's just been acting bad today. Had to put her in her place, you know. Put put her in the corner a little. Had to put baby in the corner, basically, mm-hmm. is what had to happen today. So, Kaylin, I'm sorry you lost in the inaugural uh, snake draft for the OC characters. Uh, Bagman did terrible, but that was expected with well, this draft. Well, I didn't pander to the audience like Pullman did with his picks, just picking right down. Sorry, sorry, I didn't know pandering meant taking the best options. Also, I've only seen the first couple episodes of the season. You picked characters that were like full length, the whole show characters. I only had specific to season one. They were electric. Uh, you're a little lost in the OC. I, that might be the reason we lost. Maybe too much OC. Hand in the air, Hand pick your poison boys. We might have been watching a little too much OC. Instead of the all 22. Yeah. So we'll get back. We are back this week. No more OC. All 22s only. I'm still watching the OC. (laughs) We'll get straight into picks here. First up, SEC Slate, Florida. Traveling to Nashville, to Vandy. Laying 31 and a half points here, Pullman. The over-under is at 68. What do you think? Before I get here, I almost didn't do this week. Hand in the air. Protest, no Rebs game. Yeah, it made me sick. AM, you are cowards. You're a cult full of fake military cowards. Stolen Valor, you should all be ashamed. I'm a diehard Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, whatever. Texas State, UTEP, you name it. Anyone but AM, I hate you. But I'll jump into this game. Give me Vandy plus 31 and a half. We're at the point in the season now where this many points, you just take them and ride. 
There's no way a football team should be that bad where you're getting blown out by that much. Vandy's shown signs of life. I know we've said eight different times they've rolled over to let them pet your belly. The thing with Vandy, though, is they never really roll over because they are that bad to begin with. They try their they tried their little damnedest. There's little hearts. They got they're, they're, they're little ants out there trying their hardest. And I'm taking Vandy this week plus a 31 and a half. I don't think Florida's gonna run away, run away, run away with this. I think this will be in play all game, but I don't think Florida will be playing to it where Derek Mason might. Yeah, so I, I see what you did. So I thought the same thing. Kind, I thought there was just so many freaking points. But Kyle Trask going for the Heisman. Dan Mullen knows that. He knows he needs to pile up some stats in order to get you know get. He's also played more games I think than the other like Trevor Lawrence missed a couple games. Obviously Justin Fields he hasn't played as many games. So Kyle Trask piling up stats here is going to give him a Heisman favorite over the other guys that he's going up against. He's gonna Dan Mullen's gonna want him to keep the pedal to the metal, score a bunch of points. Vandy showed some life last week on offense, had a new quarterback, something Jones, Seals, I don't remember his name, but they had 35 points on the Kentucky defense. Kentucky defense is pretty good. I like their chances to score here. Maybe not obviously not keep up with Florida, but score enough to probably keep it within that number. But the over will hit. I'm gonna be a big, you'll notice a trend here, people. I'm back on my bullshit. I'm the over-under king. Get back on track. I'm picking a lot of over-unders this week. Give me the over 68 in Florida Vandy. 11 a.m. I looked at the weather in Nashville. It's gonna be super nice. 70, sunny at kickoff. Give me the over all day in that one. Next game we'll jump into 11 o'clock as well on the SEC network. LSU traveling to Arkansas. Hogs, depending on where you get it, either two or three point favorite. I just got him at three, and I'm right. Hogs are underdogs. Underdogs, excuse me. I'm catching three with uh, Arkansas right now, plus three, yep. and I'm taking it, locking it in. If you get Arkansas three, lock it in immediately. I love this pick. Arkansas will still miss some people on the front seven this week due to COVID, but LSU's quit. Mm-hmm. LSU's trying not to play. They're cowards last week, trying not to play Bama. Edward Geron's just trying to keep everything duct taped together. Edward Geron is like, yeah, he, he might lose taped, his job. Like, yes, he he might. I know Gus Malzahn set the record for fastest one, or not Gus Malzahn. Um, Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik was the fastest one to get fired after a national championship. Edo might say, hold my beer. Oh, he is trying to hold this. He's passing his, he has a hold my 24 pack. Like, holy shit, he's trying to get fired in the middle of a season after you win the national championship. Only Ed Orgeron can do that. I'm on your – is that all you had for this game? Yes. For Arkansas? I am also on – I don't even care that they're catching – I'm on the money line here. Arkansas is a far better team. Their players actually still care about the season. LSU players do not give a shit. They wish they still had COVID and didn't have to play this game. Also on the over, Arkansas has some defenders out this week. LSU allowed 45 points or 50 points to Auburn. Auburn's offense sucks. Ole Miss defense kept Auburn to less points than that. Arkansas is going to dial it up on offense, and LSU will probably be able to score enough to where this over over 63 and a half will easily hit. Two unit play on each and a part. Or I guess I'll do I'll do a unit on each and then a parlay that gives you four total units. But money line Arkansas over 63 and a half LSU Arkansas money in Fayetteville. Love it, love it. It next game is our three o'clock on SEC Network. No 2:30 on CBS since that was Ole Miss and A&M. Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Mond absolute cowards contract tr- contact tracing is not a thing no, stop they make stop it. trying to make it happen no Texas they can A&M. literally make up whatever they want to say so anyways we're, that's neither here nor there kentucky traveling to tuscaloosa to face a bama team that was on a bye last week because of covid 
They did not get to boat race LSU and the Ed Orgerons. Kentucky catching 30 here as a road dog over under a 58, Pullman. What you got? Yeah, give me the Cats plus 30. I'm stupid. You're stupid. Bama will get above 30 at some point during this game, but Nick Saban does not have a care in the world against playing Kentucky about making this game a 28, 21, 35, whatever. Give me the Cats. Give me Stoops to backdoor it about halfway through the fourth. Yeah. I Kentucky, I'm still a believer in this team. I know they've had some lows. I think it's a lot has to do with uh, them getting in their own way, with uh, playing the wrong players, depending on who's been there longest. I think Stoops is a real loyal guy trying to start some seniors. But I, I think they're going to make the necessary changes. I think they're going to keep the correct quarterback in this week. And I love the Cats catching the points here. Remember a couple weeks ago when Bama played Georgia, and we thought we had our nose to the ground. We thought we were dialed in on the – what ba- was it? We Bama thought first we were half. Bama first half, Georgia full game. That was completely wrong. I'm, but I'm thinking about doing the same thing here. I think the only thing that scares me in this game is Nick Saban being so pissed off that he didn't get to kick the dog shit out of Ed Orgeron last week that he comes out this week and just takes his anger out on Mark Stoops, even though he shouldn't. There's no like rational reason for him to do that. He just does it anyway because he's Nick Saban. So I'm a little worried that they come out and are up by 30 at halftime. So I think I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm definitely taking the Cats full game, plus 30. That's too many points. Nick Saban has the Iron Bowl next week against Auburn. But I think they might come out on all cylinders and just kick the shit out of them for the first half. So we messed it up the first time we did it against Georgia. Different game here. I think I'm going to go Bama first half. I don't know what it is, probably like 17. Kentucky full game, plus 30. Yep, yep, yep. Doing it, locking it in right there. That's my pick for this week. I'm having a lot of games where I'm going to have multiple bets on this because i got to get my numbers up after last week. Next game, 6 o'clock in Auburn on the Plains. Tennessee travels. Over-under set at 50.5. Auburn, 11-point favorite, I want to say. Yep, 11 for Auburn at home. Little little reverse brain. This is not, not a typical Pullman move. I love the under here. I love it. These are two great defenses, inept offenses. Tennessee is putrid playing offense. What I saw them do in the second half two weeks against Arkansas, vomit-inducing. I feel bad for my family being fans of that team. Like, it is honestly atrocious. Yeah. They're ugly. They can't move the ball. They have no help going forward. All their quarterback commits are flipping. It's a sinking ship, and that's the reason I love the under. Love the under here, too. That's my pick for this game as well, under 50 and a half. I don't really want to That's touch way that. too high. That under should be at 42. 44, 44, yeah. This is too high of a number. The spread is pretty dialed in, so I'm not going to touch it. We'll take the under 15 and a half here. Both these teams also coming off COVID buys where the team they were supposed to play had COVID issues, not them. So they've been able to prep. They've been able to have basically a full bye week. Both teams coming in going to be very prepared defensively. That's their stronger suit. They both don't really trust their offense, don't really trust their quarterback. They're going to play conservatively. I love this under. That is, yeah, That I think people still are remembering Auburn scoring like 45, 50 points against LSU and thinking that can happen again. No, no, no. This Auburn offense is not that potent. Give me the under here. Me and Pullman, consensus quake, under 50 and a half for the Auburn-Tennessee game. But let's move right into the second-to-last game of the night, another 6.30 on SEC Network Plus, Columbia versus Columbia. Got Missouri traveling to South Carolina. Missouri a 6.5-point favorite on the road after Boom gets fired in South Carolina this week after the Rebs just completely 
dismantle them. Poor guy, not going to have sex this week or probably for this Ever get, His wife is divorcing him. Foreseeable future. Over under a 56 and a half, Pullman, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is one of the slept on great rivalries of uh, college football and the SEC in particular, South Carolina, uh, Mizzou, you know, two two states of people that are just assholes, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but give me Mizzou here. Mike Bobo is the new interim head coach for South Carolina. Mike Bobo has never inspired hope. Mike Bobo honestly just probably smokes cigarettes and gets drunk. Yeah, when we saw that Will Muschamp got fired, we were talking about. We immediately who, said, "Who's going to be the interim coach?" Because a lot of times the interim coach can inspire the troops and say, "Let's rally together." And I, all of us in this locker room, all of us that are still here, we don't know where we're going to be next year, but we're here right now. And we were talking about. We said it could be anyone on the staff besides Mike Bobo because he's the opposite. He's the opposite of an interim coach. Yes, that's not who you want there. No, but um, so Mike Bobo comes in. He's going to keep running that crappy offense he ran at Colorado State. Give me, give me Missouri here, and honestly, this is a two-unit play. Missouri's got a ton of people coming back from COVID. They got the ball rolling. Elijah, 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 Elijah Drinkowitz. I love you. You're a great coach. This week, I might not say that next week, but I'm taking you rolling with the uh, rolling minus six and a half. We're gonna win this game easily. South Carolina dead. Can you name still name a player on Missouri Tigers? I learned Elia, didn't I? That's the coach. Can you name a player that, on the team that you're betting on? Elia. So that's a no. So and the reason is so I did a little bit of digging because I saw that line. I was like, how do they not cover this? I'm I'm Michael am I, Sam. Am I overthinking? <laughs> am I Drew over- Locke. Am I? He sucks, by the way. Am I over? Doriel Green Beckham. Am I underthinking this? Like this is seems too easy of a play. Missouri is 0-8 against the spread on the road in their last eight games. So that scared the shit out of me. I'm going to stay away from that. This over is way too low. I'm loving this over 56.5. Missouri put has put up points on bad defenses throughout the whole year. Remember, they, they put up a million on LSU. We saw last week that the South Carolina defense is a bad defense. Almost dropped a 60-burger on them. And then in the middle of the week after Will Muschamp got fired, Two of their defenders, their best defensive backs, opted out for the rest of the year. I also think they have they away. have a lot of front seven people out, so with COVID issues from the two week. Uh, I agree. Yes, yes, yes. And so Missouri, their defense not inspiring. I think South Carolina can score. They can run the ball. I'm not as confident on that side. I don't know. This 56 is far too low, though. Give me the over. I'm on a decent amount of overs in the SEC, which scares me a little bit because I'm more of an under guy. But give me the over 56 and a half for South Carolina. Battle of Columbia's last game, a little dog on dog action. Mississippi State traveling between the hedges, take on UGA. The line here is set at 25. 25. I, I don't know why it always uh, escapes me. Over under 44 and a half. I'll jump in this one. This is crazy. You can call me an idiot. I'm taking the over here. Oh, both these offenses have been so bad. There's no way they can get worse. There's no way they can't score 14 each and get a defensive touchdown. Maybe sprinkle in a field goal here or there. That still doesn't get you there. Tw- uh, 14 each and a defensive touchdown? That's, that's No, Tess that's, said that's a defensive 35. touchdown each. That's 42, field goal 45. Uh, I don't know. Look, that over-under is set way too low for an SEC game. It, rem- it reminds me a lot of the UGA-Tennessee game from earlier this year where both offenses looked bad, but they killed the over-under because the offenses were going backwards giving the ball to the defense. There's no better way to hit an over than a team who turns the ball over and gives it to the other team's defense and lets them sprint in the fucking end zone. That's true. Give me the over. Would I lock it in? 44 and a half here. And just be crazy with me. 
This might hit by halfway through the third quarter. You might want to shoot me halfway through the second. I don't know, but I love it. This is the game where we always, I always talk about at least when there's a large... Oh, and if you watch this game, you're degenerate. Yeah, this is a disgusting game. There's other good games on the, at this time. But th- I always talk about this. There's a large point spread and a very low point total. This is maybe the most dramatic one I've seen this year with a 25-point favorite and a 44.5-point total. So they're predicting like, what, a 35-10 to 10 game? That puts it right there at the number, 35-10. to 10. That's kind of what they're predicting here in terms of like the minus 25 and the 45-point total. I'm going right down the middle, though. I'm taking the under 44.5 against Pullman, fading Pullman, and minus 25 Georgia. Mississippi State will have zero points at the end of this game. They'll have zero points. I'm not sure Georgia can score 25, but I know Mississippi State will have zero against this defense of Georgia's. Mississippi State's given up on the season. I think they've had no less than 15 opt-outs and like transfers. They have all quit on Mike Leach. They do not give a shit about this season. I'm I'm pretty sure that they wish they're like an LSU's boat. They're one scholarship defensive lineman away from not being able to play the rest of the year. That that's not even hyperbole. That is a fact. So they've completely given up on the season. Them and LSU are the two teams that you physically cannot bet on the rest of the year because you have no idea what their thought process is going into a game. They have no motivation. They have no reason to even play. So I'm going to lay the 25 with the Georgia offense that who the hell knows how they're going to score 25, but they're going to do it. And the under is going to hit too because Mississippi State physically cannot score the ball. So that is it for the SEC slate, boys and girls. Pullman, let's go ahead and get into some of our other juicy picks. Go ahead and give me two of your favorite picks. I'm I'm going to hop into the main one right here. I'm going to hop right into it. Indiana is traveling to the horseshoe this weekend, and they are winning this football game. They are winning this football game. Look me dead in the eyes through your phone right now as you're listening. This goes out to all the Hoosiers out there wearing your cream and crimson striped pants, your Adidas gear, you're you're thinking about Assembly Hall. No, no, no. Passing whiskey back and forth straight out of the handle. We're thinking about Pasadena, and we're going. We're winning this game. We're submitting our way to Indianapolis. Therefore, we're going to Pasadena. I can't tell you what happens there. But I will tell you this, the Hoosiers are winning this football game. They are running the table, and we will see you in Indianapolis. Give me the Hoosiers all day. I love them. So much heart, so much grit, so much love for their coach. Tom Allen is synonymous with heart and grit at this point. He's coach of the year. He's coach of the year. Penix, honestly, grittiest player on the planet. Give me Indiana plus 20 and a half and Moneyline plus 700. Put a unit on each. Get rich with me. He's pl- they're plus seven hundred. Yes. Oh my lord! I got a sprinkle on that. I cannot not take. I might do. I'm gonna do India because I have that game. I'll well. see you all at Kilroy's afterwards I, too. I'm not a complete psychopath like Pullman here, but I will do the. This is a little bit of a crazy thought. I'm gonna do the money line sprinkle on Indiana, and then I'm gonna lay the twenty and a half. I like with Ohio State. They're either winning or they're not. Either covered. they're either winning the game outright, or Ohio State's just the class of the Big Ten and are gonna boat race them into oblivion. So you know, I could argue either side here. That's uh, give me one more of your favorite pick. Wazoo, love them catching two. They played well all year. Once you have a cancerous coach leave like Mike Leach, uh, I can't even remember that right now. I'm, I'm looking at my, my book. Stanford. Stanford, coward. stinks. David Shaw doesn't even want to be there. He's collecting that check. Um, honestly, and he'll never get fired because for some reason they just love to point out those 10 Rose Bowls from 1,000 years ago when they're getting second place in the 
Pac-10 every year. Regardless, love Wazoo here. Shout out Pullman. Still wish I can go home. Going home from the holidays, though. I'll fire off a couple of mine real quick. We got Clemson, Florida State over 63.5. I do not trust Florida State to be able to score, but I think Clemson can cover this number by themselves. Trevor Lawrence coming back from COVID. Dabo knows that he needs some serious stat padding to be able to get back in the Heisman Trophy race. I might take Clemson plus minus 35 and a half here, but I love the over just because I think Clemson might score 63 points themselves. Florida State is starting a backup, backup quarterback. Florida State is a train wreck right now, but I think that Clemson is going to have enough offensive firepower and want Trevor Lawrence to just obliterate as many ACC records as he can to get back in the Heisman race. So I like that over. I also like UCLA catching 14 at Oregon. She just moved to LA. Went to, to UCLA. I've said the past two weeks that Oregon is the class of the Pac-12. They're the best team, and I'm going to keep taking them until the lines catch up and realize how much better they are than everyone else in the in the Pac-12. They're not that much better than they've last covered. Week. They've co- they've covered both times. Both times I've said I've said I'm going to ride Oregon until they get to a point where the line's too inflated. This is that time. Chip Kelly revenge game. People forget that Chip Kelly is at UCLA. Chip Kelly traveling back to Eugene. Also, this game is at 9 in the morning in the Pac-12 in, in, in West Coast time. That's wonky as hell. Give me the underdog in that, in that Pac-12 game when it's so freaking early in the morning. Just give me the under. You see what I'm doing over here? You're writing something. I'm, see, I'm taking some notes. Note, note to self, Rife got too drunk to watch Pac-12 late night game. Note to self from last week. Why? Uh, did you watch the end of that game? Which one? Oregon Wazoo. I'm taking UCLA. You're saying oh, okay. I'm saying I've taken Oregon the first two weeks. And they finally covered. they finally and proved. That, yes. Okay. They've, they've, I I thought you said you were still riding them. I was like, no, Chip you, Kelly revenge game. Yeah, I was like, that was a. I was no, in no way should have Oregon covered no, at the I, end of that I, game. I I might be. You're the you're the Pullman whisperer. I might be the Eugene whisperer. I have. Spoken into existence both times. Oregon has been undervalued in the first two games. Easy covers both times. Not really easy. Last Are we forgetting week. that time I was detained in Eugene and had to spend a week there? <laughs> we do forget that. But I dialed it in last week. I'm saying reverse it this week. Chip Kelly revenge game. Give me UCLA catching 14. I thought it was open carry up there. My bad. All right, I'm gonna give you my last two picks. Uh, first, Liberty plus three and a half. We're just riding Liberty every time they're playing an average team to a bad team. I I don't see anything with NC State. Honestly, Hugh Freeze keeps these boys rolling. He knows what game he need to get them up for, and that's what he does. Give me Liberty plus three and a half. Well, well, hold on. Let's do a bet here because I have NC State minus three and a half. I think I think they're washed. I think this. I think they've. I think their time to sneak up on a good team has come and gone. I think they've they've already done it. So NC State's going to be dialed in and not relaxed. I have NC State minus three and a half. I have that U.S. Open caddy suit. Loser has to wear the caddy suit and caddy for the winner. Next week when we're both on PTO on off work for the I, holidays. I refuse unless I get to play as well. No, that, yeah, yeah. But you have to still caddy and like grab my clubs and you have to like do everything that I say. You have to grab me a beer. I won't grab your ball when you hit it in the woods and then yes. Well, I don't hit balls in the woods. They only hit the fairways and the greens. <laughs> He's got a great foot wedge, people. So I'm on NC State there. All right, you heard we'll it here first. Uh, the caddy bet. All right. Uh, my last bet. This bet makes no sense. Illinois is terrible. But you know who else is terrible? Nebraska. Give me Illinois money line plus 450. We're putting a unit on that. That's a coin flip game in my mind. It's whoever shows up who doesn't. Illinois could get boat race or they could boat race this game. What's uh, that money line? 
Right, plus four fifty. Like that. I, I just this game screams to me coin flip game that the bad team has a shot in because both teams are bad. Give me Illinois. We're we're, we're loving these plus four hundred to five hundred games this year, and it's right up my alley. Yeah, I'm similar with you here. I have a, a ridiculous money line that should never happen, but I think will happen. Rutgers is going to beat Michigan outright. They're a ten and a half point underdog. The money line is at plus three hundred. I'm taking Rutgers at home. The Scarlet Knights. Jim Jim Harbaugh will be fired by the end of the year. The Wolverines have given up on them altogether. That's got some some LSU Ed Orgeron vibes up there in in Michigan. On the other hand, you never know. Greg Schiano, who knows what he's going to be doing in Saskatch- in Skituit or wherever the hell Rutgers is. He could have his boys fired it's up. In Michigan, New York City. Right, Michigan coming to town. This is a huge game for them. Michigan does not give a shit at all. Rutgers, 10.5-point underdog. I'm taking them on the money line at plus 300. I'll rattle off the rest of my card. Bedlam. We got a Bedlam game here, and you're not even going to talk about it. Number 14th ranked Oklahoma State traveling to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State catching 7.5 here. Oklahoma State's the better team. I'm gonna. You never know what happens in Bedlam. It's always closer than you think. I'm taking the plus seven and a half with Oklahoma State. I, I saw the over under of 59 and thought that might be a principal play of the over because it's Bedlam and uh, over under of under 60. You just take that. But Oklahoma State's defense is pretty damn good this year, and I don't trust Spencer Rattler to be able to score the ball. So give me Oklahoma State catching seven and a half in Bedlam at 6:30 on ABC. That's the way better game. If you're not watching, if you're watching Mississippi State Georgia over Bedlam. You're a degenerate loser, or you're like a state fan, or a bulldog that thinks they still have a shot to somehow make the SEC championship. Rattling off the rest, Utah over USC. Utah has yet to play this year. It goes back to last week when I had that good stat, the juicy stat of teams playing their first game versus teams not playing their first game. Utah's playing their first game. This is USC's third game. Utah's plus three. I like them on the money line. Give me Utah. I don't know anything about it. No, USC is not covered. I've bet against them the first two weeks. They co- didn't cover against either Arizona school. They're not going to cover at Utah at 9.30 on ESPN. Those USC boys are going to be thinking about their dates back in, in L.A. They're going to be in Utah with soakers at 9.30. They're going to be pissed off. They're not going to come to play. Yeah, if you ever want to piss off someone from L.A., bring them to Utah at 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be pissed. So I'm taking the Utes, who will be nice and cozy, who have been just itching to play a football game for the past two weeks. They're going to come out firing. Give me the Utes over the Trojans, and that is my card for the week, Pullman. Anything else? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I thought Trojans were illegal in Utah. Yes, that is a fact. You cannot bring. I'm surprised they were able to cross state borders into the city wherever Utah is into Utah, you cannot bring a Trojan into Utah, especially like an XL Trojan, which is like the bus that they're probably going to be traveling on. You can't bring an XL Trojan into the state of Utah. So that's a very good point. We'll see if that game even happens because state laws outside of COVID, these aren't even COVID rules. These are just... That's just normal normal Mormon rules. Yeah, these have been written in stone, in literal stone for like hundreds of years. Uh, decades. <laughs> well, decades. How, <laughs> how long? How long Trojans have been in existence? They have not been. Allowed. Oh, I was talking about what's older, Trojan condoms or the Mormon religion? Uh, the Mormon religion for sure. Coin flip. Coin flip. Yeah, I will have to go check the database on that one. God, I, I'm attacked. I'm attacking every religion today. Yeah, no no really one is safe. Are. No one's safe. Well, that's it for this week, boys and girls. We'll see you next week after a bounce back week. Guaranteed, guaranteed. Look on Twitter and Instagram for our picks on Saturday morning, and we'll talk to you later.